Warning. The following broadcast is not approved by your teacher, university, politician, or government. Side effects may include skepticism, better reasoning skills, liberty, peace, and an escape from the woke. Welcome to the show. I am your host, L.B. Moniz, and this is a portion of episode 87. 87 was recorded on October 24th, 2023, entitled, The American Cult Gets a Hard Reset. What you're about to listen to is one of six installments where I do my best to walk through the complicated nature of the Israel-Palestine conflict in such a way to remove as much of the emotional baggage as we possibly can. I broke this episode out into six episodes for you guys on the free stream. Of course, if you want immediate access to the full two-hour stream, all you have to do is become a member of the Been Awake Elite. It's $50 a year. Buy me dinner. You get full access to this. You don't have to wait. Uh, These are all going to be released over a course of two weeks. Let me just give you a quick rundown of what everything is going to look like, and then you guys can get into the episode. The first episode, 87.1, is pre-knowledge about Israel-Palestine. This in this episode, I'm going to take you down, take you take you down a, the road of a piece I wrote about a concept called pre-knowledge. <clears throat> I think this is something we all struggle with, or suffer from, or just frankly something that is in the modern day, and maybe always was, but it's more pronounced in the in the digital media age. So you're going to learn more about pre-knowledge and how that relates to the Israel-Palestinian conflict. 87.2 is about the post-World War II order in Israel's independence. We're actually going to read. The, together, the Declaration of Independence from the from the Israeli from the early Israelis, and we're going to kind of talk about some of the historical context that is lost, um, lost and purposefully forgotten, I would say, and regarding the founding of Israel. Eighty-seven point three: How religion dictates Middle East politics. We're going to take a closer look at Zionism, and we're going to take a closer look at Islamism, and we're going to talk about how, how, how religion is really what's shaping Middle East politics, not some grand lofty secular notions as we might think here in the West. 87.4, when media figures cry out for blood, we're going to take a look at some of the response, especially from the Daily Wire's Ben Shapiro, who, despite popularizing the phrase, facts don't care about your feelings, sure seems to feel a lot about this conflict going on. are Israel and Hamas friends. We're going to take a look at a piece from 2009, the last time there was a major conflict in Gaza and and between Gaza, Israel, Hamas, whatever. We're going to take a look back then, and we're going to show how, in many ways, Israel either allowed Hamas to become the, the terrorist organization it is today, or perhaps even encouraged it to become more militant and more violent. And then finally, we're going to wrap things up. We're going to analyze a dust-up between Austin Peterson and Dave Smith, and then we're going to go through some fun, different things. We're going to cover the speaker's race, which, is, of course, if you're listening to this now, has already ended. Um, we're also going to talk about some fun things, including how maybe fat people should have better access in hotels. Listen, if you would do me the favor, make sure you're subscribed to BeenAwake.com. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. And there's good reason for that. Where should we start? Well, where I love to start on this show, because I try, we take a large scope of history, but I do try to narrow it when I can. 
and I've talked a lot about like in the post-libertarian moment defined. I talk a lot about the, the post-World War II order. Right? Between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. And then the eventual fall of the Soviet Union and the rise of the United States as a unipower. Unlike anything the, fa this fa the face of the earth has seen before. Part of the fallout from the Second World War and part of the early stages of this post-world order, post-world war order, right? And in these little cycles, what I'm trying to show you is that we're, we're coming to the end of one of them. It doesn't mean things end. It means things change. One of the big questions after World War II was, what do we do about the Jewish people that have been liberated from the camps, some of whom have been exterminated? Specifically the Jewish people, right? Because, of course, they were Catholics. Um, there were other non-undesirables in the camps as well. But the question, became, the question arose, what, do, what, what is to be done with the people? And so with this new world, this new push for world democracy, part of what the governing body, the UN, again, we're telling the simple, we're, we're trying to tell a story here, something that everyone can understand. You want to get lost in the weeds? There's plenty of shows that can do that. And we're going to get, we're going to get into some facts here as we, as we come up, but I want to serve the story to you like this. Because as we walk through the course of history like this, I think we see things better for what they are. So in the aftermath, the UN took up the question, the United Nations. Funny how that doesn't mean much these days. But the United Nations took up the question, what should, should the Jewish people have a homeland unto themselves? And then the second question is, where do we put it? Well, my understanding is one of the things, and again, we're, like I said, we're going to kind of use Wikipedia to try and tell a story here. There's this document called the Balfour Declaration, and according to Wikipedia, it was a public statement issued by the British government in 1917 during the First World War announcing its support for the establishment of a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine, which was then an Ottoman region with a small minority Jewish population. So let's just backtrack. Oh, I thought we were talking about World War II. But of course, we can't talk about World War II without talking about World War I. Right? So the Balfour Declaration said that if the British were to win, they would, uh, you know, give the, give the Jewish people a homeland in Palestine. It's kind of a nice thing to promise when you don't own the land. But hey, it's something that people point to. So then we go through World War I, we have World War II, and now, okay, we're at the UN is giving this stuff. To tell, to make a long story short, there were negotiations, there were negotiations happening at the UN and something to the extent of they wanted to create 
a UN governed territory, not a state in a proper sense. See, if you want, you can go up, by the way, if you become a, if you join the been awake elite, you can go back in the show where I do talk about things like uh, around the time of the, I think the Ukraine Russia conflict. So about a year ago, I gave, I gave an understanding of the, the, the nation state, right? This was part of an idea that came about in the aftermath of world war one and world war two this concept of the nation state, which is a very modern conception of what a state is. And a very specific definition of what a state is. And therefore, there was going to be a UN protectorate in the Holy Land, in, in and around the city of Jerusalem, to which all the three major faiths draw lineage to, claim holy sites at. Again, speaking in very general terms. That there would be some sort of, this is, you know, we're going to have some kind of UN protectorate territory that's going to have a Jewish area and an Islamic area. And then nary the twin, nary the twain shall mix, right? And Jerusalem's going to kind of like be split down in the middle. And then like the Jews will be on one side and the Arabs, their Arab, the Arabs and the Palestinians will be on, the Muslims will be on the other side. And then everybody kind of has a little bit of what they want. But it's not going to be a state, but it's going to be this thing. Man, if that doesn't sound like something only a bureaucrat could dream up. Has almost no bearing on a realpolitik perspective. It doesn't account for, human, for the lust for human power. Certainly not. And so in the course of these, in the course of these, uh, of these conversations, the Israelis kind of decided to just go about it on their own. And I'm going to read the declaration of the establishment of the state of Israel. And then I've got a couple people in the spaces. I know it's going to get recorded. I know it's going to get recorded on the device, but it might not go to rumble. So, but let's hope I'm, I'm kind of experimenting with some fun, some fun mixing of things. Anyway, it's going to end up in the final recording. The land. So this is reading the declaration of the state of Israel. So remember, we go from some like half half UN measure, and we come to this. The land of Israel, Palestine, was the birthplace of the Jewish people. Here, their spiritual and religious here their spiritual, religious, and political identity was shaped. Here they first attained statehood. Here they first attained to statehood, created the cultural values and nurture of national and universal significance, and gave the world the eternal book of books. Sorry for completely screwing up that beginning, but we are going to take questions after this. After being forcibly exiled from their land, the people kept faith with it throughout their dispersion and never ceased to pray and hope for their return to it, and for the restoration in it of their political freedom. Again, political freedom. Impelled by this historic and traditional attachment, Jews strove in every successive generation to reestablish themselves in their ancient homeland. In recent decades, they returned in their masses. Pioneers, Mapalim, which is, I guess, Hebrew for immigrants coming to Ezra Israel in defiance of restrictive legislation, and defenders, they made deserts blooms, revived the Hebrew language, built villages and towns, and created a thriving community controlling its own economy and culture, loving peace, 
but knowing how to defend itself, bringing the blessings of progress to all the country's inhabitants and aspiring towards independent nationhood. Isn't that interesting? In the year 5,657, which in normal term, when the year of our Lord, that's, one, that's 1897, at the summons of the spiritual father of the Jewish state, Theodore Herzl, the first Zionist Congress convened and proclaimed the rights of Jewish people to national rebirth in its own country. More on that later, by the way. This right was recognized in the Balfour Declaration of the 2nd November 1917 and reaffirmed in the mandate of the League of Nations, which in particular gave international sanction to the historic connection between the Jewish people and Ezra to Israel to the right of the Jewish people to rebuild its national home. The catastrophe which recently befell the Jewish people, the massacre of millions of Jews in Europe, was another clear demonstration of the urgency of solving the problem of its homelessness and reestablishing in Ezra Israel the Jewish state, which would open the gates of the homeland wide to every Jew and confer upon the Jewish people the status of a fully privileged member in the Comity of Nations. Survivors of the Nazi Holocaust in Europe, as well as Jews from other parts of the world, continued to migrate to Ezra Israel, undaunted by difficulties, restrictions, and dangers, and never ceased to assert their right to a life of dignity, freedom, and honest toil in their national homeland. In the Second World War, the Jewish community of this country contributed its full share to the struggle of freedom and peace-loving nations against the forces of Nazi wickedness, and by the blood of its soldiers and its war effort, gained the right to be reckoned among the peoples who founded the United Nations. Mm -hmm. On the 29th of December 1947, the UN General Assembly passed a resolution calling for the establishment of a Jewish state. The General Assembly required the inhabitants of, of Ezra Israel to take such states, steps as were necessary on their part of the implementation of that resolution. This recognition by the United Nations of the right of the Jewish people to establish their state is irrevocable. This right is the natural right of Jewish people to be masters of their own fate, like all of the nations in their own sovereign state. Accordingly, we members of the People's Council, representatives of the Jewish community of Ezra Israel and of the Zionist movement, are here assembled on the day of termination of the British mandate of over, and by virtue of our natural and historic right, and on the strength of the resolution of the UN General Assembly, hereby declare the establishment of a Jewish state to be known as the State of Israel. We declare that with effect, the moment of the termination of the mandate being tonight on the eve of the Sabbath, until the establishment of elected regular authorities of the state in accordance with the Constitution, which shall be adopted by the elected Constituent Assembly not later than the 1st October, 1948, and his executive organ, the People's Administration, shall be the provisional government of the Jewish state to be called Israel. The state of Israel will be open for Jewish immigration and for ingathering of the exiles. It will foster the development of the country for the benefit of its inhabitants. It will be based on freedom, justice, and peace as, by, as envisioned by the prophets of Israel. It will ensure complete equality of social and political rights, uh, irrespective of religion, race, or sex. It will guarantee freedom of religion, conscience, language, education, and culture, and it will safeguard the holy places of all religions and will be faithful to the principles of the Charter of the UN. Didn't they just bomb a church? The State of Israel is prepared to cooperate with the agencies represented in the UN, blah, 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 blah. We appeal to the United Nations to assist the Jewish people, blah, blah, blah. We appeal in the very midst of an onslaught launched against the to preserve the peace and participate in the upbuilding of the state. We extend our hand to all neighboring state. We appeal to the Jewish people, placing our trust in the rocks of rock of Israel. We affix our signatures to this proclamation at this session of the Provisional Council of State, blah, 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 blah. Okay.
if you like what you heard today, go to beenawake.com to subscribe for future updates. My name is LB Muniz, and I am not one with the woke.